Hey everybody, it's Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay on NRM Streamcast. Taking a look at my social media feed as of late, I am reminded 
of just how much awesome music was released in the fall of 1980. That would be 40 years ago this fall. And I had the usual suspects uh, going through my head. And this was prompted by learning that uh, this week is the 40th anniversary of the Talking Heads seminal album, Remain in the Light. Did I say remain in the light? I meant to say remain in light. No, the, just remain in light. An album which really saw them seriously turning a corner. They had been experimenting previously, hinting at the funk in the danceability, but with remain in light, it was a full-on dance record. And probably, I think that everybody would agree, talking heads at the height of their powers. David Byrne in that suit with those horn room glasses, herky-jerkying all over that iconic video for Once in a Lifetime, which we are going to end today's show with. That Originally, we were going to bookend today's show with tracks from Remain in Light. But then I went down the rabbit hole. Because it's going, okay, what other awesome albums came out this fall, 1980? Well, uh, the song that we kicked off today's show with, Dirty Mind, the title track of Prince's third record. Dirty Mind came out also the same day as Remain in Light. And once I learned that, I'm like, well, I love both of these records. So we're kicking the show off today with Prince's title track, to Dirty Mind, which is my favorite Prince track and just one of my favorite songs of all time, period. And so uh, the plan to bookend the show with tracks from Remain in Light, it got changed. So we're going to close out today's show with uh, Once in a Lifetime from Remain in Light. We kick off today's show with my favorite Prince song, Dirty Mind. So what else came out in the fall of 1980. So if you want to look back at September, on September 12th, you had XTC's Black Sea. That was the one that had generals and majors uh, living through another Cuba. You had Bowie's Scary Monsters on the same day, the one with the ashes to ashes and fashion. Uh, If we move a few days before that, and I'm not sure how horribly accurate these release dates are because it's saying that scary monsters and black sea came out on the 12th of September. And according to the information I found, Tom Waits's heart attack and vine came out on September 9th. So, okay. Did were uh, release dates fast and loose back in the day, or was somebody not quite 100% careful with their bookkeeping? I don't know. All I know is that September you had, Really awesome records from Bowie, Tom Waits, and XTC. Moving into uh, October, like I said, October 8th, Remain in Light, Dirty Mind. October 17th, Springsteen's The River, and Dire Straits Making Movies. And what do these two albums have in common? Roy Bitten. Roy Bitten of the E Street Band played obviously on the river, but he also played on making movies, which was produced by Jimmy Iovine, who had previously worked with Springsteen on Born to Run as an engineer. He may have also worked with them on uh, Darkness on the Edge of Town, but he definitely worked with them on uh, 
born to run making movies uh jimmy iovine produced uh dire straits third record and jimmy in the awesome documentary the defiant ones and you can find that i believe on hbo max uh it's an awesome documentary series about jimmy iovine and uh dr dre and jimmy goes on about how he worked on a lot of people's third records springsteen's third record was born to run dire straits third record was making movies so you do the math uh if we move a little further down the line october 20th was the release date of u2's debut album boy uh november november 21st steely dan's gaucho the long-awaited follow-up to asia and looking at uh december December 12th, 1980, The Clash's Sandinista, the sprawling three-record set, which is still to this day uh, a subject of much debate. And honestly, I've landed on the I love Sandinista side of things. Uh, Whereas before I might have been like, well, I could cherry pick Sandinista. But now that I've actually owned Sandinista and I've lived with the record, I can honestly say I I pretty much love the fucking album. So there you have it. 1980 was a bumper crop of awesome records, which I'm happy to have been reminded of this past week, which is why we kick off today's show with Dirty Mind from Prince, why we are closing today's show with the Talking Heads once in a lifetime. And with that... Hey, everybody, it's Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay. My name is Greenberg. Thank you so much for joining us. We are here. No, we're not here Saturdays. I still got to get out of that habit. We are here weekly on NRM Streamcast. Well, technically, we're here Saturdays if you listen to us on Saturdays. So I suppose, you know, if I can paraphrase Morrissey, every day can be like Saturday if you want it to be. Um I, I, I'm not really sure what the mechanics of that are, but, uh, you know, let's go with it. Uh, so you're probably wondering right now, uh, what do we have on today's show? And I'm so glad you asked. So, uh, first and foremost, uh, the big musical news of this week was the untimely passing of Eddie Van Halen at the age of 65. Uh, I believe it was Tuesday of this week. So today is I'm recording this on the 10th, and if you will indulge me as I look at my calendar, okay, let's see, Tuesday would have been the 6th, so Eddie left us way too young at the age of 65 on Tuesday, October 6th, and my immediate reaction was, well, I've never really been a huge Van Halen fan, and, 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 you know, that's not to say that I don't appreciate him, but there's no denying Eddie Van Halen was an innovator. And it's been really cool this past week to see all the posts from people just from every walk of life, you know, just people I never imagined would be a Van Halen fan or an Eddie Van Halen fan, just really just kind of expressing uh, their grief And like I said, I've never been a huge Van Halen fan, but I appreciate them for what they were, uh, you know, at the height of their powers, they were probably one of the 
best hard rock bands on the planet. I'll put them up there in the rarefied air of bands like ACDC. And, you know, there's, uh, you know, the whole David Lee Roth versus Sammy Hagar thing. I I think at the end of the day, you're always going to get more entertainment and a better quality from uh, David Lee Roth. Although there are a couple of guilty pleasures from the Sammy era. And when I was thinking about Van Halen in terms of, you know, how we're going to uh, honor them on this show at first, I thought, okay, maybe we'll bookend the show with Eddie, Uh, maybe a few songs here and there. But then I really started diving into it and we're going to spend a significant amount of time uh, honoring the late, great Eddie Van Halen, because while I was never a huge fan of theirs, like I said, I do appreciate them and just what an innovator Eddie was and will continue to be. And I really just found a lot of their music over the past week. I was reminded by how much of it I really do love. So we're going to spend some quality time honoring the memory of Edward Van Halen, who left us too young at the age of 65. And I'm also kicking myself because it was about five years ago where I won free tickets to the music Midtown festival in Atlanta. And, uh, Van Halen was the headliner on Saturday night. And so my friend Roland and I drove down to Atlanta and, uh, you know, Friday night we saw Jenny Lewis. We saw, uh, metric. We saw, um, the tail end of Alice in Chains and then we left before Elton John came on because, you know, I'm, I'm just honestly not a huge fan of Elton. I respect him, but just not a huge fan. Um, and then Saturday in, it was hot. It was a hot, 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 November or September day. And we went there and we saw a toxic airborne event and Hall and Oates and run the jewels. And at that point we were faced with the, uh, okay, did we stick around and see Van Halen? And ultimately we just kind of looked at each other and just really didn't feel like sticking around. It was one of those poor decisions where I think we each said, you know, well, you know, we'll, we'll see him at some other point. And now I'm kicking myself because, you know, this was Van Halen with David Lee Roth. So, uh, much like the fact that I kick myself for never having seen Tom Petty, I am also now kicking myself for, uh, never seeing Van Halen when we were right there we could have just stuck around but you live you learn and uh well that's that so uh what else do we have on today's show so yesterday the brand new replacements box set the deluxe edition of please to meet me the album that originally came out in 1987 the first without bob stinson the first with uh slim dunlop and for my money my favorite replacements record. And I know it's not cool to say that, but I'm going to say it anyway. So the new box set came out, um, because of COVID, uh, despite the fact that I had, uh, pre-ordered it, I'm still waiting on the actual delivery of the physical box set, but I went ahead and streamed the, the entire contents of the box set. So we're going to listen to a fistful of tracks from the replacements, please to meet me deluxe edition, as well as uh, pay homage to the late, great Eddie Van Halen, all this and much, much less on today's show. But right now the first set of music that we're going to kick into 
the music of Daptone Records. A lot of really cool new stuff coming from the Daptone label uh, this month. So uh, we're going to kick things off with yet another posthumous release from Sharon Jones and the Dab Kings, who uh, Sharon left us way too young a few years ago. And the one thing that can console us is the music she's left behind and the archival music that will be continued to be released. And this promises to be a fun one. It comes out on October 23rd, the same day as the new Springsteen record, a collection called just dropped in to see what condition my rendition was in. And it's a collection of covers. And this one we're going to kick things off with is just damn delightful. Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings covering Stevie Wonder's Sign Sealed Delivered. Oh! 
Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Exile on E Street. Go ahead and like Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay on Facebook and drop us an email at Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay at gmail.com. A hat trick of new music from the Daptone label. Uh, that one right there, a fellow by the name of Napoleon Demps and a single called Norma Jean. It came out earlier this year, digitally. Uh, it will be dropping as a 45, a physical product, on October 16th, uh, part of the 2020 Record Store Day drops. In lieu of Record Store Day not happening all at once this year, uh, it's been broken up into several drops throughout the year, and Napoleon Dempsey's single, Norma Jean will be dropping on October 16th. Now, I didn't really know much about him, but there's a little blurb in one of the uh, targeted emails I got from uh, Daptone Records, and I'm sold. So I'll just share a little bit with you here. A Flint, Michigan native, you know, you could stop right there. I'm from Detroit, and if you're from Michigan in general, uh, you are my family. And if you are a survivor of Flint, you are especially a badass. So it says right here, a Flint, Michigan native. He grew up listening to soul luminaries, O.V. White, Willie Hutch, and Sam Cooke, whose influence led Demps down a, down a path to becoming an accomplished soul singer himself, scoring his first hit at the age of 24 in the still thriving Southern Chitlin circuit of the early aughts. Uh, having been a longtime Daptone fan, he connected with the Daptones at a soundtrack at a Detroit nightclub for an impromptu rendition of A Change Is Gonna Come. Bosco Man was, for, was uh, floored by his voice and swore they'd meet again. Uh, last year, uh, Man would record with Demps and bring him out to Penrose Studios. Uh, Penrose Recorders in Riverside, California. And that's when they cut the single that we just heard, Norma Jean. So uh, there you have it. There you go. Sometimes being a fan who's in the right place at the right time can get you on Daptone. So let that be a lesson to you, boys and girls. Uh, before that, before Napoleon Demps, the Budos Band, one of the strongest all instrumental bands on the face of the earth. The album Long in the Tooth dropped this week, and from the Budos Band, we heard The Wrangler at the top of the set from the forthcoming release just dropped, just dropped in to see what condition my rendition was in. Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings, another just sensational posthumous release and their rendition of Stevie Wonder's Signed, Sealed, Delivered, I'm Yours. Hey everybody, it's Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay. My name is Greenberg. Thank you so much for joining us. We're here weekly on NRM Streamcast, and right about now we are going to take a deep dive into the uh, music and the legacy of Eddie Van Halen. Uh, like I said earlier, it was never huge into them, but I went through the catalog and picked out the ones that even I, the snootiest music guy of snootiest of snooty music guys, could not resist. I mean, there's some Van Halen stuff that you just you cannot deny. And there's other stuff that, you know, it's don't ever need to hear it again. 
but I, I think there's stuff that's just kind of underrated. And so this is not supposed to be the definitive Van Halen Van Halen <laughs> with that kind of ability. He might've been an alien. He could have been Van Halen. Um, but regardless, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, this is not supposed to be the definitive Van Halen homage. These are just the songs I like the best and appreciate the most. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's a couple of Sammy ones in the middle, uh, guilty pleasures, if you will. And I'll, I'll break it down for you on the other side, but I don't think any Van Halen homage could be complete without running with the devil.
seen Junior's grades. Come on.
You can find Debts No Honest Man Can Pay pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Breaker, Castro, Overcast, Radio Public, TuneIn, CastBox, iHeartRadio, and PocketCast. Regardless of where you find us, don't forget to leave us a rating or a review. We also archive every episode of the podcast over at debtsnohonestmancanpay.com, where you'll also find every playlist of every episode going back to April 7th, 2003. And with that, let's get back to the show. In that last long set of music, we paid homage to the late, great Edward Van Halen, who left us way too early at the age of 65 on October the 6th after uh, succumbing to a long battle with cancer. Uh, That last uh, track from Diver Down, an album that uh, for many years, you know, took a lot of heat. A lot of people were saying it was a lesser album. It was rushed. Uh, it was maybe something that shouldn't have happened, but I'll maintain that Diver Down, while I am not a huge Van Halen fan, I appreciate Diver Down as a serious transitional record. This was the record, you know, after what, um, three, four, I think this was their fourth record. So, you know, you had Van Halen, Van Halen two, women and children first and uh fair warning. Okay. So it was album number five. And when you take a look at the record, there were covers, you know, they did a kinks cover an awesome kinks cover. They covered dancing in the street. They covered, uh, Roy Orbison's pretty woman. And then there were a lot of things where I, I saw Eddie as experimenting sonically. I'm like, even the covers were just, you know, while they were huge hit singles and they were a chance for the band to have fun. I viewed it as Eddie, experimenting with different sounds, different textures, different approaches. And I thought that was kind of cool. And there were a lot of songs on the record that were kind of uh, underrated. I'm like, I think it's pretty safe to say that most of the record got pretty heavy airplay back in uh mid eighties album, rock radio, or should I say early eighties? Cause diver down came out in what? 82. Uh, but we, concluded the set with the song little guitars which you know basically it's just eddie having fun and then of course you couldn't have little guitars without the little guitars intro which really kind of shows eddie's chops as an acoustic player doing a lot of that flamenco before that probably one of the most underrated songs in van halen's oeuvre in a song that until the other day i've forgotten how much i dug song called secrets it's just melodic as fuck and to me i'm gonna put that as you know some of the best things they've ever done uh and and at the top of the set you know it's eddie kind of getting experimental again a brief instrumental called cathedral and you know he's he's running through his guitar through like a lot of different things and Interesting story I heard the other day was back in the day when Van Halen were young and on their first tour, uh, they were opening for Ted Nugent and, and Van Halen was doing a soundtrack and, uh, uncle Ted being the skeptic that he was, was just kind of like watching Eddie and going, okay, you sound pretty good, but you know, where's your little black box? And he's like, I don't have a little black box. This is just me. He's like, all right, well, you know, uh, here, 
uh, let me see your guitar. And he started playing it and he sounded like Ted Nugent. And he's like, come on, where's the little black box? And he's like, no, really there isn't. So Ted got his guitar. He goes here, play my guitar. And Eddie played Ted's guitar and you know, shredded like only Eddie could. And then Ted took the guitar back and he played and he sounded like Ted Nugent. And he had to concede that, uh, Eddie, Eddie was pretty damn brilliant. And uh, so that's just kind of a testament to Eddie's talent. Uh, before the songs from Diver Down, we heard a pair from OU812. And again, like I said, you're probably sick of me saying that. Not a huge Van Halen fan, but hey, you know, with, with Eddie and David Lee Roth, I'm like, David Lee Roth, say what you want. Uh, one of the most engaging and entertaining entertaining front men of all time. I highly recommend listening to the Joe Rogan show episode with, uh, David Lee Roth. And it really just kind of changed the way that I think about David Lee Roth. And so, and then Michael Anthony rock solid bassist, but the, the background vocals, I think that, you know, with all respect to Wolfgang, Wolfgang Van Halen, who seems like a really cool dude. Uh, you know, with uh, Michael Anthony gone, I think they kind of suffered a little bit without those high harmonies. And I didn't realize, I always thought it was just Michael doing those harmonies, but it was Michael and Eddie doing those harmonies, which were really an integral part of the Van Halen sound. And of course, you know, Alex, you know, from that school of John Bonham power drummers, uh, yeah, there's just the original recipe version of Van Halen probably about as good as a hard rock band could get, you know, again, in that rarefied era with, uh, ACDC. And I guess the thing that I, I guess the reason that makes me hesitant to really just say, I love Van Halen was because there were so many lesser bands that came about in their wake. Other people who tried to do what Eddie did, uh, as a guitarist who tried to do what David Lee Roth did as a front man and just were lesser. Uh, th- those bands were those, what we call hair bands. I'm like, tr- you know, Van Halen had the talent and the charisma to kind of transcend it. So I got to give them props, even though I'm not a huge VH fan, you know, you got to give them props. They just did what they did better than anybody else on the planet. Even just, you know, the fact that they did these songs that would be considered, uh, just of, you know, questionable taste, but like ACDC, they did it with a wink and a nod and a smile and the tongue in the cheek that let you know that everyone is in on the joke and it worked, which is why, Everybody from all walks of life to this day embrace, you know, the, the whole ACDC Van Halen lewd and lascivious with a wink and a smile sensibility because there's talent and there's charisma behind it. And there's just this kind of inclusive nature to it. So I digress, uh, in the middle of the set, like I said, a couple from OU812, um, black and blue. I cannot front. It's a guilty pleasure. I have a really awesome memory of the first time hearing that song. I was in uh, college at Michigan State, and I was road tripping back town to Detroit to play a show with whatever band I was in at the time. And I was driving a, a white Cavalier or a Cadavalier, as I called it, and driving down to the show. 
uh, and hearing the local rock station uh, debuting Black and Blue before OU812 came out and me just kind of just going along for the ride and just, okay, by the time the song ended, I was hooked. There was just this undeniable groove, uh, the Michael Anthony harmonies, you know, Eddie just doing a really tasty ass lead. And even Sammy couldn't ruin it for me. And I hate to bag on Sammy, but uh, not, not a horrible, horribly big fan of Sammy, although he seems like a nice guy. Uh, and before that, before black and blue, finish what you started again, a guilty pleasure because here's Eddie, you know, just getting twangy, just playing roots music, just stripped of all effects, you know, really kind of laying back on the shredding, but really showing you that he can hang with the likes of a Chet Atkins or a Les Paul. And again, that's one of those things that really just shows you his diversity. Uh, Before that, fair warning, fair warning, album number four probably one of their heaviest and darkest and hardest rocking albums and not going to lie unchained. And it's not even a guilty pleasure. There's nothing guilty about it. And like when you're talking about hard rock songs, you know, I'd say unchained is, you know, up there. If not in the top 10, definitely in the top 20, uh, before that women and children first from 1980, another 1980 record, uh, and in the cradle will rock song that opened the album and it kind of i don't know if it's something i read or i just inferred but you know that has eddie playing his guitar through a leslie speaker making it sound like an organ um before that a hat trick of selections from van halen's debut the 78 debut ain't talking about love I'll never forget seeing drive by truckers do a cover of that. But yeah, a lot of people will take a look at that first record and go, you know, it's a classic from beginning to end. And who might argue there's a lot of iconic music there uh, before I ain't talking about love eruption. I can't say I love eruption and in lesser hands, it would be pure wank. But even I have to say, you know, if you're going to just, if you're if a, if a Martian came down from Mars, if I may be so redundant and said, what what makes this Eddie Van Halen such a world class badass? You could just fall all over yourself or you could just hit play and go here and play eruption and just watch their brain melt uh, And at the top of the set running with the devil. You know, I don't care how cool I am or how cool I think I am. Running with the Devil is an awesome hard rock song. Awesome song. Just the way it starts with that, it sounds like somebody passed out on a car horn and just you have that thunk, thunk, thunk of the bass and that pick going across the bridge sounding like a piano on acid. And then David Lee Roth just showing you what a badass he is and Eddie Van Halen showing you what a badass he is and what a way to open your first album. If you're opening your first album with a song as solid as Running With The Devil, you've got yourself a, a nice career to look forward to. And uh, I don't know, for a guy who says, I'm not a big Van Halen fan, we spent a little over half an hour playing their music and I spent 
more than several minutes talking about them. So Eddie Van Halen, thank you for all that you've done. And I think it goes without saying that your legacy lives on. Hey, everybody, it's Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay. My name is Greenberg. Thank you so much for joining us. We are here weekly on NRM Streamcast. And moving right along, uh, a little bit further down the line, we're going to spend some quality time with the brand new replacements box set, the Please to Meet Me Deluxe Edition. In the meantime... I've known about this singer-songwriter for a while. I actually have one of her CDs in my collection that I inherited a while back ago. She's an awesome host on Sirius XM's Outlaw Country, but I've never really seriously taken the time to uh, investigate her music. And shame on me, uh, my good friend Margaret uh, shared with me something off of the new Elizabeth Cook record recently, and I went ahead and listened to the whole damn thing and it's pretty awesome stuff. So we're going to kick off this next set with the leadoff track from Elizabeth Cook's latest album, Aftermath. This one's called Bones.
Remember Katie White She jumped the fence that night She ran away in tears Your sister drank her beer We were just 18 The older girls could be so mean Talking just to talk You were still in shock And all I could think to say Was everything's gonna be okay It's gonna be alright I'm on your side I'm on your side What do you want to do? I'm scared to even say the truth This has been the hardest year Is it even legal here? Trying not to think of me Will you look at me the same? Do you need the reasons why? Is a chrysalis a butterfly? And all I could think to say Was everything's gonna be okay It's gonna be okay God still sees me Coming out of this twilight sleep I'm not sure who I am Staring into my empty hands And all I could think to say Was everything's gonna be okay It's gonna be alright
follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Exile on E Street. Go ahead and like Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay on Facebook and drop us an email at Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay at gmail.com. Brand new music from Amanda Shires getting an assist from her husband, a fellow you may have heard of by the name of Jason Isbell, a standalone single called The Problem. Not entirely sure if that means a new album is on the way, but hey, anytime that you get Amanda and Jason together uh, releasing new music, always good stuff. Before that, Bonnie Whitmore. Uh, Bonnie Whitmore is a singer-songwriter, and she is also the sister of Eleanor Whitmore, who is half of the duo called the Mastersons, and she is also part of Steve Earle's band, The Dukes. But Bonnie's got an awesome new album of her own out now called Last Will and Testament. From that, we heard the title track. Before that, Jamie Wyatt, an artist who's been on my radar for quite some time. I've been seeing her name uh, pop up and the album cover art for her latest Neon Cross pop up in a lot of my travels on the interwebs and her name has been bandied about a lot in discussions and articles about queer country and an artist who I erroneously did not include in our uh, queer country uh, roundup a few months back and it wasn't because of anything against her at that point I hadn't actually heard her music it's just at the time when I did this I was trying to keep myself from going down such a deep rabbit hole, and I just limited myself to the music from that area that is in my collection. Well, since then, uh, one of the awesome promo people who send me stuff, uh, or sends me stuff, uh, sent me a copy of Jamie Wyatt's Neon Cross, which is an awesome record. So uh, we heard the title track. It's a record that came out earlier this year that I'm kicking myself for not having uh, gotten on board with earlier at the top of the set, Elizabeth Cook and the uh, lead off track from her great new album, Aftermath, the one called Bones. Hey everybody, it's debts no honest man can pay. My name is Greenberg. Thank you so much for joining us. We're here weekly on NRM Streamcast, and right now we are going to spend some quality time with a fistful of tracks from the brand new deluxe edition of Please to Meet Me, the 1987 album from The Replacements, produced by Jim Dickinson. Uh, it It is, I want to say, a three, four CD set. I went ahead and shelled out for the All Bells and Whistles edition uh, that has the vinyl plus the uh, four discs and the cassette interview with Paul Westerberg and the commemorative placemat and the T-shirt and the patch and the, uh, I think there's a patch, and the tote bag because... I love the replacements. I may have a problem. Hi, my name is Greenberg, and I am addicted to the music of the replacements. So with that in mind, we're going to listen to a fistful of tracks from the deluxe edition of the replacements. Please to meet me. And so earlier we were talking about Jimmy Iovine, Iovine, Iovine. I know I fluctuate between the two, but I didn't even realize this. He did a remix of the replacements can't hardly wait one of the most iconic songs from this record and a song that has probably been one of the most popular of theirs 
it's a song that Justin Towns Earl covered quite a bit before he passed. And let's just say, I love the original version, but Jimmy Iovine's remix is kind of a revelation and it shows what could have happened if uh, the record had gotten the push. I'm, I'm still in the middle of reading Bob Mayer's awesome book, Trouble Boys, about uh, the replacements. And I am actually knee deep in the middle of the whole Please to Meet Me saga in which just the band that continually shoots themselves in the foot, shoots themselves in the foot in different ways. And don't get me started on uh, just, I, I could sit here and just do a whole episode just talking about the replacements, but, but suffice it to say, I'm wondering what might've happened if the Jimmy Iovine remix of Can't Hardly Wait had dropped back in the day. Regardless, here it is. Enjoy.
No Honest Man can pay pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Breaker, Castro, Overcast, Radio Public, TuneIn, CastBox, iHeartRadio, and PocketCast. Regardless of where you find us, don't forget to leave us a rating or a review. We also archive every episode of the podcast over at debtsnohonestmancanpay.com, where you'll also find every playlist of every episode going back to April 7th, 2003. And with that, let's get back to the show.
a fistful of tracks from the brand new deluxe edition of The Replacements, Pleased to Meet Me, an album that originally dropped in 1987, produced by the late, great Jim Dickinson. It was their first without Bob Stinson, their first with Slim Dunlop, and from The Replacements, deluxe edition of Pleased to Meet Me, we heard Run for the Country and Learn How to Fail. Uh, Before that, the demo of Hey Shadow, the demo of Photo, And at the top of the set, the Jimmy Iovine remix of Can't Hardly Wait. And I can't hardly wait till the actual physical product that I ordered with the box set and all the goodies. And let's not forget the Bob Mare written liner notes uh, is expected to arrive on Tuesday. So I can't hardly wait for that hey everybody it's debts no honest man can pay my name is greenberg thank you so much for joining us we're here weekly on nrm streamcast and we're gonna wrap things up much in the same way that we kick things off with a track from yet another iconic autumn of 1980 release we kick things off with the title track of prince's dirty mind still to this day my favorite prince song we're gonna wrap things up with a track from the seminal, influential, iconic album from Talking Heads, Remain in Light, which reminds me, David Burns' American Utopia, the movie, directed by Spike Lee, will be dropping on HBO Net Max next weekend. Last week on the show, I was going on thinking it was already out. Well, shame on me. I was jumping the gun, but it's out next weekend. Cannot wait to watch it. And I'm sure we'll talk more about it on the show. In the meantime, we leave you with David Byrne and talking heads, the horn room glasses, the suit, the, uh, the, the hand down the arm, the same as it ever was. Uh, this is not my beautiful wife. This is not my beautiful house. Well, how did I get here? And with that, everybody have a great week. Take care, be safe. And remember, The dogs on Main Street howl because they understand.